time. Thank you for listening. This is Israel Rebound, a podcast joining Jews and others in Nebraska to Israel, exploring the ties that bind us through culture, identity, and current events. I'm Alan Potash in Omaha, and I'm joined with my co-host, Liz Feldstern in Jerusalem. Liz, how are you today, this evening? Evening for you, afternoon for me. It's good to see you. How are you? That's right. I'm good. Good evening, afternoon, whatever it is, doing well. So uh, we don't have a guest today, which gives us an opportunity to kind of go back and look at some of the news stories for the past week. And there's one that I just want to bring out, and I'm not quite sure if you've been following it at all, but Vice President Harris was uh, giving a talk at a college, a university, and a student asked her a question. And um, in my opinion, she didn't pivot very well, her response, and it's created quite a bit of controversy. Uh, Of course, the question had to do with with Israel and the Palestinians, and I believe that uh, Vice President Harris's response was um, not so, um, I wouldn't say not appropriate, but it wasn't a normal response that a uh, vice president would make. She just said, in my opinion, to the student that I've heard a couple of times, you know, it's important for your truth to be heard. So has has this come out at all in Israel? Uh, it did make news in Israel. So I, I watched the, the full quote of the student's question and Vice President Harris's response. And, you know, I have a few thoughts. One, I think that um, Vice President Harris was very much aware of her audience, right? She certainly knew that she's on the campus of a university with a presumably progressive young audience. And of course, this a student who asked the question specifically identified herself as, I forget exactly, but part uh, Yemenite and part uh, something else and not American. She specifically described herself as non-American. So Kamala Harris knew that this question was coming from a certain vantage point and that her audience perhaps had certain views. And she, I think, intended to give a non-answer, right? She, she wanted to be kind of neutral, parve, but by trying to be neutral when a student had accused Israel of ethnic genocide, there is no neutral, I would say, right? There's no way to neutrally answer, you know, why is the United States giving money to a, to a country that's practicing ethnic genocide? Um, and that really is, in short, a good description of the impasse that we're at with conversation in the United States in general, right? That people feel like they have to be neutral on things that I would say one oughtn't to be neutral on. I I think you're absolutely right. I think, you know, for me, the shock came from the fact that the week before it was the debate in Congress over supporting the Iron Dome. And I would have thought that Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris's people would have given her a little bit more insight into how to respond to challenging questions when it comes to the Israel-U.S. relations. And the fact that I used the word pivot, she just she got drawn into the question and, in my mind, wasn't able to formulate an appropriate response positive or negatively, either way, with this individual. Uh, and it, you know, it again, it goes to maybe the the naivety or the 
you the um the freshness of her role as vice president yeah Look, I also think that there's a big difference between saying that every person is entitled to their opinion, which of course they are, and every person is entitled to express their opinion, which is, as Vice President Harris said, the test of a true democracy. She's entirely right. But there's a difference between an opinion and a voice and the truth, right? And to say that whatever any person happens to think at any point in time is their truth, I'm putting air quotes for, for our listening audience, um, is a kind of a dangerous and slippery slope. Not everything is true just because someone believes it or read it on social media. Right. And I think it goes back to one of the, our previous conversations about Jewish identity and the American Jewish relationship to Israel. Is it a, I would say, a fragile point right now? And it's important for our elected officials as well as our community and, and Jewish leaders be competent in how to address these difficult conversations because it hurts. I think, yeah, I think that's a great point, right? Just to, to, to in Hebrew, we would say to to sharpen that point a little bit more. If the vice president of the United States doesn't feel comfortable or know how to comfortably answer someone who questions Israel's legitimacy, How can a non-professional speaker, non-professional politician, random Jewish young person off the street, right, be expected to answer those kind of comments? That's our challenge today. And I think you and I, with our podcast, want to find opportunities to uh, help bridge that gap of how one identifies and talks about Israel from an American Jewish perspective, as well as from an Israeli perspective to Americans. Not an easy task. And I like how you pulled out the fact that when the vice president of the United States, who was a senator beforehand and very knowledgeable and a prosecutor before that and attorney general before that, I think she's got the ability to speak about um, difficult topics. And she was um, not prepared to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, there were lots of things she could have said, right? She could have pointed out the fact that the student was conflating Israel and Saudi Arabia, and it doesn't, it's not helpful to any conversation to put the two in the same breath. She could have pointed out the fact that uh, protests and people making their voices heard over the summer, the fact that the United States is continuing to support Israel's defensive needs doesn't mean that those voices weren't heard just because, as a whole, the Senate chose to you know, make a particular decision at this point in time. There were a lot of things she could have said. Um, I don't know what the reception of her talk was. I, I only saw this piece of the, of the recording of the, the question and the answer. But my guess is that she would have been received not as well if she started really playing hardball with this student. I don't know. She thought it was easier to just point out the fact that your truth is your truth, but that's so, dangerous. So that's a, a really valid point because that's been one of the responses that we've gotten. We heard a little bit of that when we interviewed uh, Sherry Phillips last week, that being able to talk about Israel sometimes is hard, not, not knowing who your audience is and even knowing who your audience is. If we know that we're going to trigger a, a harder conversation, if we continue on uh, in a defensive manner versus a productive manner. And and oftentimes those questions create 
a defensiveness, which I think in some of the work that I've done over the years is try to buffer the challenge and not make it be a defensive argument, but really an education in how to how to learn about the issue. Um, and I think, again, that's just one of the opportunities that we have to find ways to educate people on how to have these difficult conversations. Yeah, I mean, it certainly points out that what we've said we've sort of set out to do here in part is definitely relevant and definitely timely. So how do we how do we do more of it? Uh, it's up to us. We can kind of craft our messaging. But I think pulling out examples like we just did with Vice President Harris indicates that there's a need for greater education, strategic conversations on the challenges that American Jews have, as well as non-Jews have with addressing Israel. Absolutely. And I know that we're running short on time for today, but one more example just from this week's news. Uh, we talked last week about um, Prime Minister Bennett being headed to speak at the UN and his talks, his talk wound up being sort of boring and a bit of a fizzle, but there was a, <laughs> there's not really not much to say about it, but the, there was one other item that made news here and presumably also uh, in the US, uh, the gentleman from uh, UN Watch who was speaking and was cut off because he was quoting directly from the social media presence of various school teachers that are employed by UNRWA who have been posting anti-Semitic and direct quotes from Hitler and things like that. And the, the speaker cut him off and said, you know, no, we don't do that here. We, it's, we're not allowed to say comments that attack specific people onto the next speaker. Wow, I, and, I missed that. Oh, so I'll, I'll send you the link. We can post it here. It's really striking. If anybody wasn't already sure that the UN is absolutely unfair when it comes to anything Israel-related, this is yet one more example that is so blatant. It's, I mean, I, I, it's hard to even know what to say about it. Well, Liz, we'll continue on next week. I'm sure there'll be more examples. I know you and I are going to pop on. Uh, you and I are going to pop on to the Jewish Federations of North America's General Assembly uh, starting today. So I just want to thank everybody for listening to Israel Rebound, and thank you, Liz, for your time today, and look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks, Alan.